Happy NBA Draft Day, and welcome in to another episode of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Handel, and in this episode, I will be doing my own mock draft for the first round of the NBA Draft, which is tonight at 6.30 on ESPN. I went through all the rosters of the first round teams picking and uh, didn't do any trades, although there will probably be some tonight, as there always is on draft night, uh, but uh, kind of went after the first uh, round uh, players who are supposed to go in the first round and, and mix and match them to, to teams I, I thought they were um, best fit to go to. So without further ado, I'm going to do that. And with the first pick of the draft, I have the Minnesota Timberwolves taking James Wiseman, the center from Memphis. I'm just going to say he will be a good compliment to Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns is a really good big man who is really young and, uh, one of the best uh, in the game, and uh, Wiseman would be a nice uh, player for Minnesota to target as he played really good in Memphis uh, in college. And uh, even when one of them's out of the game, if he went here, they would have another one in, and they're both really skilled big men. So I think that uh, they'll go with Wiseman. And then the next pick, I have Golden State picking LaMelo Ball, the brother of Lonzo Ball, the point guard who played internationally. And uh, he's a good facilitator who can learn from the Splash Brothers, Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. And uh, they also have Steve Kerr who can uh, teach him some things too uh, from his uh, side of things. Steve Kerr obviously formerly played in the NBA, so he knows a few things uh, too for for a young player coming in uh, to the game. And uh, LaMelo Ball is a good facilitator in addition to being a good shooter, but he can set up uh, the Splash Brothers with a nice three-point look. So I think that that's a good pick for them. And then third, Charlotte, Anthony Edwards, shooting guard from Georgia. Charlotte has good point guard depth with Terry Rozier, Malik Monk, and Devontae Graham, so they could use a nice young shooting guard. And Anthony Edwards is really supremely talented as he had a good career at Georgia and we'll look to uh, have a even better career in the NBA. And then fourth, the Bulls. I went with them taking Tyrese Halliburton, the shooting guard, small forward from Iowa State. And they need a shooting guard, and Tyrese really has no flaws, ex- except he probably needs more strength to him. The Bulls have a lot of power forwards already, so I don't see them going with, in the power forward direction as they have Daniel Gafford, Laurie Markinen, and Wendell Carter. Although Wendell Carter, I, I have heard within the media that he is subject to some trade rumors, so maybe they move off him. But I, I foresee them taking uh, Halliburton as he's just kind of a really, I mean, all these players are really good dudes. But uh, Tyrese Halliburton, I'm, a, I'm a, especially a big fan of because uh, he's just a nice Kind of a happy-go-lucky guy, and he's just a, a nice, genuine dude. He, he at least seems like it. I, I don't know him, but um, everything I've heard from him and, and all the interviews I've seen within the media, he's just he's just a special, uh, nice, genuine person, and he's an even better uh, player. So he probably – I would expect him to have a very nice uh, NBA career, and I have him going to the Bulls. And then the next pick – the Cavaliers, I have them taking Obi Toppin, the power forward of Dayton. I think he would be a good addition to their roster, and he can learn under Kevin Love and Andre Drummond. 
I believe Andre Drummond's only got a year left on his contract, and I don't know if they'll re-up him after this year. So Toppin will provide them with some insurance there. And I think Kevin Love's at the final stages of his contract. So if they move off Kevin Love in the future, Obi Toppin is just a supremely talented player who uh, would fit nicely in Cleveland. And Tristan Thompson also is technically on the roster as a player at that position, but he probably will go elsewhere as I know he's a free agent and probably wants to go to more of a winning team, which free agency uh, heats up, I believe, Friday of this week is when the first window of free agency uh, starts. And then the Hawks, I have them taking Onyeka Okongu as he's a power forward at center from USC. They can add him to John Collins for a nice, young, and athletic front court. They have Clint Capella, who he, he could learn from as well. Unless Clint Capella gets traded, I know I've seen within the media, he's likely a trade trade candidate, potentially, as they have a lot of young talent on their team with Trey Young, Kevin Herter, in addition to the other uh, players I mentioned. And uh, he, I don't know if he fits their direction they're going in. Although Capella is not supremely old. He's only like 27, 28 or somewhere around there. So they could still uh, keep Capella. But even with Capella, I think uh, Okongu would be a nice addition to the team. And then the Pistons, I have them going with Patrick Williams. He's small forward, power forward from Florida State. I just think he's too good to pass up here as Detroit gets a real nice young player who had a really good collegiate career at Florida State. And then the Knicks, I have them taking Isaac Okuru as he is a shooting guard, small forward out of Auburn. Too much value here to pass up, in my opinion, as they maybe could go with the shooting guard here because of the uncertainty there that they have at that position. But Okuru is a talent, I believe, that just can't be passed up, as I mentioned. And then the Wizards, I have them taking Kyra Lewis. He's a point guard from Alabama, John Wall has been a part of trade rumors I saw within the media. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted some about how they might uh, do a John Wall-Russell Westbrook swap, so we'll see what happens there. But uh, even with John Wall, Kyra Lewis is a nice uh, young point guard talent who played at a premier school at Alabama and got a lot of good experience there and performed really well. And then the Suns, I have them taking Denny Avija from Israel, the small forward. Phoenix now has Devin Booker and Chris Paul at point guard and DeAndre Aiden, too, at center. So they could use a nice small forward. And uh, Denny is definitely a player that probably might need a little time as far as getting his feet wet in the NBA, but he definitely has a really strong potential and uh, really could um, be a real solid player in the future years. And they also have power forward. Uh, they have Dario Sarge too. And then Mikel Bridges as well as another nice uh, rotation piece for them. And then at 11, I have the Spurs taking Sadiq Bay. He is a small forward from Villanova. DeMar DeRozan's in his walk year as he just picked up his option, uh, player option, and probably likely to leave in free agency, or he might get traded still this offseason to another team. And Bay will provide 
Coach Popovich with just another nice player who is another nice successful player that Jay Wright uh, had at Villanova as there have been many players who have carved out nice roles in the NBA uh, from Villanova. Dante DiVincenzo, who's a nice rotation piece and could get even better. Josh Hart, in addition to to many other players that uh, Jay Wright has really coached up. And the player has performed too, but Jay Wright's a really uh, solid coach in the collegiate ranks. And then uh, the Kings... I have them taking Devin Vassell, the shooting guard from Florida State. The Kings have a lot of good pieces, but still probably a little bit off of contending. And they have Buddy Heald, who I've heard within the NBA media, as far as rumors go, he might want to leave the Kings as far as he's not very happy. So if they trade him, Vassell could be a nice uh, shooting guard piece for their team. And even if um, Heald stays, I, I just think that Vassell's a nice... Uh, target for them uh, to go here at 12. And then 13, I have the Pelicans taking Precious Achua, the small forward, power forward from Memphis. As the Pelicans could use a nice rotational piece at this position, backing up Brandon Ingram. And then at 14, the Celtics, I have them taking Jalen Smith, the power forward from Maryland. They could use some depth at this position on their team. They have Daniel Tice, and a few other players um, at that position. But Jalen Smith is just another nice uh, player to add to their rotation for Brad Stevens and uh, add to their front court. As Smith played within a real solid conference in the Big Ten in college and had a good collegiate career for uh, the Maryland uh, Terrapins as they uh, were in college. And then... uh, at 15, I have the Magic taking Killian Hayes, the point guard from France. And their general manager, John Hammond, likes to take uh, swings through the fences as far as young players who maybe need a little bit more uh, molding as far as that goes. But uh, I just think that uh, the potential for this player could really be a real solid NBA player. And John Hammond has done it in the past when he selected Giannis Adetokounmpo for the Bucs back when he was GM there. And uh, we all see how that worked out. I mean, Giannis is one of the best players in the NBA. Now, I'm not necessarily comparing the two because Killian Hayes is a good player in his own right, but he's nowhere near Giannis yet. And, uh, all that, but I just think that the comparison of John Hammond, the GM, taking swings for the fences and uh, really um, valuing that potential of a young player, uh, I think could work here for the Magic. And then in the next portion of another episode of my podcast for Big A Sports Show, I will be going over the second half of my mock draft. So stay tuned for that after this short audio break. Moving ahead and continuing another episode of Big A Sports Show, I'm your host, Adam Van Handel. 
And in this episode, in the first portion, I have went through the first half of my mock draft that I uh, went about doing as I looked at all the rosters, uh, first round teams who have first round picks, and uh, kind of said, hey, this player would look good uh, for them as they kind of need this player, or they might not necessarily need them, but they're a talent that they can't pass up. So I uh, went about that exercise, and it was a really fun exercise, and I will round it out with the second portion of the first round of my mock draft. So without further ado, I will get right to it. And I have the Rockets at 16, taking Cole Anthony, the point guard from North Carolina. Houston could really use some depth at the guard spot with or without Russell Westbrook and James Harden, as uh, both of those players have been subject to trade rumors um, recently. I mean, it's it's everywhere within the NBA media. Uh, it's kind of hard to not see. I mean, they're, they're wanting out of, of Houston, and they have to kind of figure that situation out. Uh, with those two players. But uh, Anthony is just a real nice talent who played real well at North Carolina collegiately, so I think he'd be a good addition to the Rockets. And then uh, 17, I have the Timberwolves taking Tyrese Maxey, the shooting guard from Kentucky. Minnesota could use some depth here, and Maxey uh, definitely projects uh, to have a nice career. He played for John Calipari at uh, Kentucky in college and averaged double-digit points uh, for them. And I, I just think that he has a real nice uh, kind of projection look ahead to his to his NBA career. And uh, I foresee him having a, a nice uh, career, uh, whatever team he goes uh, to. But in this mock draft, uh, for me, I have him take, being taken by the Timberwolves. And then in the next pick at 18, I have the Mavericks taking R.J. Hampton, the point guard shooting guard who played internationally. Dallas has Luka Doncic as their star, along with Chris Porzingis. And they could really use another player that plays the Doncic position for their second unit. And uh, Hampton could have a chance uh, to work into their starting rotation to uh, down the line in his NBA career as he's a point guard shooting guard. So even if um, they have Doncic, which they have one of the best uh, talents in the NBA, already but uh both of them are kind of combo guards so they can play off each other uh, if needed so i have hampton going to the mavericks at 18 and then 19 i have the nets taking Jaden mcdaniels the power forward out of washington brooklyn has jared allen and deandre jordan but they could use some more depth uh, at this position and especially if they move off jordan in the future and uh with all the harden rumors out there uh we'll see if he's a part of a uh, deal for Harden, but uh, even if he doesn't get dealt uh, in that fashion, I think that uh, Jordan doesn't have much left on his contract, and they might not re-up him, so Jade McDaniels would be a nice addition to their team at that uh, position, uh, power forward, center spot. He's more of a power forward than a center, but I'm sure he could play center uh, with the new NBA and how the new NBA is with um, kind of positionless basketball. And then uh, at 20, the Heat, I have them taking Alexei Pokusevsky, the center out of Serbia. This player looks to be a player that might be uh, phrased, it's phrased any time in the NBA draft, where it's a player where you draft and stash him. And I think that uh, they could have it where 
they they do it here with the the Heat and they they select this player because he could be a real home run talent as he's a seven footer. He's kind of doesn't have a whole lot uh, to his frame. He's kind of a little bit uh, gangly, but uh, definitely could use some strength to him and um, project to a real nice player potentially in the NBA. He's kind of a boomer bust uh, type player. The the boom is if he really um, works hard and and produces, which, I mean, all these players work hard, but I'm just saying if if he really works hard and produces, then the Heat could have something here. Um, But sometimes these these kind of players in the past – um, have the potential to bust too. So I, I just think the Heat don't really need immediate help as far as, of course, they take immediate help. Any any addition to a roster that can help you is good, but they're already good to contend. As we saw last year, they made it all the way to the finals against the Lakers, which they lost, but uh, they, they could use a real good piece for the future too, uh, looking way down the line. And right now they're a little thin at center uh, too, as they have, Bam Adebayo, who's kind of a power forward center, uh, but they could use kind of a r- real true center. And, and this um, player for them would, would definitely uh, potentially work if they went in this route, as I have them going from a mock draft. And then at 21 for the 76ers, I have them taking Desmond Bain, the shooting guard of TCU. Philadelphia could use some depth here. And Bain, I mean, he's one of the best peer shooters in the draft. I saw a video within uh, the media of Bain hitting... 40-some threes or so in a row. I mean, he's a real uh, prolific shooter, and he's one of the best um, among this draft class uh, in that area, in addition to other areas, too. And a lot of people I've seen within the NBA media kind of project him as far as the NBA comparison to Malcolm Brogdon, and uh, I kind of see it, too. Like, he's got similar size to Brogdon, and he's – kind of got a similar skill set to him so maybe he uh is kind of like that in the nba or he could be a a version of another player too or he could just be his own version too as most of these players just want to be i just want to be my own version so i I think that uh bain uh, would be a good get here for the 76ers uh from a mock draft and then uh nuggets at 22 have josh green the shooting guard out of arizona denver always has recently had a real good young athletic skilled players and uh they could add to that with with green as as they need some depth kind of at the shooting guard position as i was looking at the roster they have they have all the other positions covered but uh the shooting guard they're a little thin so uh green would be a nice player who played collegiately at a very um well recognized school in arizona and in, in a real uh, good conference uh, that they play in so Green, I think, would be a good fit here for Mike Malone's Denver Nuggets. And then at 23, the Knicks, I have them taking Theo Maladon, the point guard out of France. The Knicks have tried to solve their point guard spot, but they still haven't fully done it as there's still uncertainty with uh, Frank Tilakina and Desmond, or rather Dennis Smith Jr., so Maladon can be a potential future piece for this Knicks team at this spot. And who knows, maybe he's a player that uh, can already come in uh, from day one and uh, produce for uh, Tom Thibodeau's coached Knicks team. But uh, he also has the potential to also be kind of a player of the draft and stash uh, variety too and, and 
be a future piece for the New York Knicks as I have them going with Mallet on there. And then 24, the Pelicans, I have them taking Aaron Naismith as he's a shooting guard, small forward from Vanderbilt. And they could use some depth at this spot. J.J. Uh, Redick, who's an older player and probably about to leave in the near future as his contract is coming up, uh, I don't think this offseason, maybe this offseason, but for sure next offseason, uh, close here is what I'm trying to get at for Redick. Uh, they can use a player at that position for the Pelicans. So I have them going with uh, Naismith there. And then the Thunder at 25, I have them taking Vernon Carey, the power forward center out of Duke. And uh, Danilo Gallinari for them as a free agent who probably will go elsewhere. So they could use another player at this spot in the front court to go along with Steven Adams. Even if they retain Gallinari, I think that uh, Vernon Carey would be a, a nice addition to uh, – add to their uh, front court and make it an even deeper front court for them. And then at 26, I have the Celtics taking Malachi Flynn, the point guard out of San Diego State. Kemba Walker has been a part of some trade rumors recently within the NBA media, and he may or may not go. Even if he stays, uh, Flynn is another prolific shooter in this draft, and Boston would be getting a real good scorer uh, to add to their already consistently good uh, playoff team that they have uh, for Brad Stevens. And then at 27, I have the Jazz taking Tyrell Terry, the point guard out of Stanford. Mike Conley is on the last part of his deal and might not be re-signed by the Jazz, so Terry would be a good heir apparent to uh, Conley at that position for point guard. And they have Donovan Mitchell too, but he's more of a combo guard. He's played a lot of point guard too, but I'm sure he'd be willing to play uh, shooting guard uh, as well and he has in the past so I, I think that those two could kind of play off each other if they went uh, with Tyrell Terry at that spot and then at 28 I have the Thunder taking Devon Dotson the point guard from Kansas Oklahoma City lost Chris Paul in a recent trade where Chris Paul was uh, shipped off to the Phoenix Suns, and uh, they'll need a player uh, to take a spot in addition to getting Rubio uh, at that spot, too. So um, I think Dotson would be a nice uh, young guard uh, to get there and played at a really high-level college school in Kansas for Bill Self. So I think that that would be a good uh, addition there to the Thunder. And then the 29th spot, I have the Raptors uh, taking Tyler Bay, a power forward out of Colorado. Toronto uh, could be losing Serge Ibaka to free agency, so they will need to take somebody um, to take his spot and um, be there if if Ibaka leaves. And even if Ibaka stays, I just think Bay is a nice uh, player to add and get their uh, front line even deeper than what it already is. And uh, Bay could be another uh, power forward, too, as far as Nick Nurse, their coach, has worked with a lot of talent and developed a lot of talent. But I'm just looking specifically at Pascal Siakam for them. He was a player that was kind of a little bit like he was talented when he came to the NBA, but a lot of people kind of foresaw him as a project uh, type player, and he definitely needed uh, some time to develop. But you really see the payoff of Siakam as he's a real good uh, talent in the the NBA, and this is a player uh, who Nick Nurse uh, could really develop uh, to – into a nice uh, rotation piece for the Raptors and uh, any player who they pick at their spot on the draft, I think uh, has a chance to 
to be real solid in the NBA, but I have them taking Bay here from Colorado, the power forward. And then at 30, rounding out my mock draft in the first round of the NBA draft, no trades in this version of my mock draft, although there's bound to be trades as there is every draft, but I just went with the picks where they're at uh, in this mock draft. And I have the Celtics taking Leandro Balmero, the point guard shooting guard out of Argentina. And he's another potential draft and stash player for a team that could use immediate help. But also uh, they could get that uh, with other picks in the draft as they have a whole lot of uh, picks as Boston has loaded up on draft picks um, recently in their in their uh, recent years as far as uh, trade acquisitions and everything. So they're loaded with first-round picks, and they could use some of those first-round picks for kind of some immediate help uh, as far as talent uh, that projects uh, more immediately to them. And uh, But they also could use this pick to, to have a player for a draft and stash um, aspect uh, as far as their future going ahead uh, too. And I believe Balmero's kind of projected in that way. Uh, although he could also be maybe a player too who is ready from day one. But I think that he'll be a, uh, more of a draft and sash player. So that about closes up my mock draft as I did an edition of my mock draft. As it was a really fun exercise for me to do. And I decided to um, do it and, and talk about it on my podcast. So it, it was a... something that I, I really had a, a, a real joy in doing. And uh, I hope to get most of my picks right. Although as is with every mock draft, everybody thinks that they're going to have it all right and all the power to them, but there's bound to be trades. There's bound to be uh, it not being all right, but that, that's just kind of my uh, first round mock draft and, and how I kind of saw it playing out. So, We'll see uh, what happens and, and how it all goes uh, tonight as the NBA draft again gets uh, kicked off at 6.30 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. And it is going to be different because of, unfortunately, COVID. There won't be the uh, setup that they always have as far as the players walking up to the stage and shaking Commissioner Adam Silver's hand and everything because um, we're in a pandemic, unfortunately. So they'll kind of have a little bit of a, a remote look at a mock or at a real NBA draft rather uh, as the NBA draft is tonight. So it'll be uh, very interesting to see how it plays out. And I'm sure some of the players, if not all the players are kind of bummed out that they won't get to uh, really enjoy uh, the whole experience as, as, all the other drafts have been in the past, but um, I know that they probably understand, hey, we're in a pandemic, and the main thing is they get to live out their dream of being an NBA player, and uh, it's a real exciting night, that's for sure. So that'll about do it, though, for another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Handel, and you can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast. You can subscribe to it if you haven't already, or you can look for it um, however you've been looking for it and paying attention for uh, all my episodes. I hope that you've enjoyed all my previous episodes, this episode, and all my future episodes, as I'm always looking to get as many consistent listeners as possible. And the listening support's been great. I look forward to all continue. And again, another edition of Big A Sports Show. I'm your host, Adam Van Handel. Have a great rest of your day.